Hey, this is Steve Trevino and Captain Evil. And we ran our mouths for so long that we had to make it two parts. So this is part two. Enjoy. I feel like, you know, I'll probably catch a bunch of shit for being sexist, but I feel like when it comes to our son, um, man stuff, that I should handle more of it. You know? Um, like the other day when he had his little boner. Oh, well, I don't even know how to handle that one. Right. I haven't read that book yet. Dude, the other day he wakes up. He goes, Dad, my penis hurts. It hurts. And I'm like, oh, buddy. Well, first of all, he had been complaining. In the mornings, he would wake up. And he'd be and he like. Say, but he would say, my, my stomach down here. It was like his stretched. lower stomach. It's all stretched. It hurts. <laughs> so then I would go, well, where, Garrett? Like, show me where. And he would, like, like right above his penis, he'd be like, right here. And I'm like, okay, Garrett. I go, you really need to let me know. I like, go, we were it, trying to figure out yeah. legit what was wrong. I go, does it hurt now? And he's like, no, it doesn't hurt now, but it, it does. And I'm like, okay. I go, I go, let me know. So in the morning, when his little light turns um, blue, green. It turns yellow. It starts blue at night, and then it turns yellow when it's close to wake-up time, and then it turns green when it's actually So when it time. turns green, he can come to our bed. Yellow. When it turns yellow, yellow he can come, he to, can our come bed. to our bed. So it turns yellow. Here comes Garrett. He gets in our bed. He lays down, and we're all just kind of waking up, and then Garrett goes, Oh, it's happening, Dad. <laughs> Dad, it hurts. Dad, it hurts. I go, what, son? I go, what hurts? My penis. It's hurting it's, again. It's hurting again. <laughs> so I, I, I pull over the blanket to look at it, and I mean, it's like, I mean, you can do pull-ups off the damn thing, right? And it's impressively huge. And I'm like, wow. So I go, buddy, I go, um, I go you, you have an erection? I said, and you, you probably need to pee, right? So he goes, okay. So he goes to pee. <laughs> And he goes, that's what it was. Yeah, that's better. what it was. Meanwhile, I'm thinking, great. And now he's going to be the kid that's walking around saying erection. And other parents are going to be like. No, they're going to be impressed. <laughs> they're going to be like, wow, this kid knows all the proper terms. Yeah. Which, by the way, I think that well, was. My a... mom had already explained to him what a circumcision was when he was like three and a half. So. Well, what was mom telling Dickie's girls to call their oh, vaginas? Like. Hoo-ha or something. I their hoo-ha. Yeah. So now my, my sister's kids are running around going, my hoo-ha, like, that sounds worse <laughs> than my vagina. So anyway, I, I, I tell him, I go, I go, go use the restroom, blah, blah. And then I'm like, oh, he's been complaining. And then Clarissa, our godchild, uh -huh. is Christian. Yeah. She, we're having this conversation at 4th of July with all the parents, <laughs> and Clarissa's just like, Cause she has what? A, a, two boys. Two boys, a six-year-old and a... Seven and nine. Seven and nine. Right? Yeah, seven and nine. Or ten. And she's like, get ready. <laughs> she goes, I don't even know what to do anymore. And she's a nurse. She's a nurse. And she's like, the things that these boys are saying and asking, and she's like, I don't even know where to begin. And then Christian coming up to her saying, oh, when I have happy thoughts, I get, it gets hard. Yeah, happy thoughts. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm not ready for that. Like, I'm not. No, I'm for sure not. And, and it's, it's gone. So there is this little, like, I want him to be responsible. I want him to handle his stuff. I want him to, to work and do all those things. 
and, and I want him to grow up in, in so many ways. And in so many ways, I'm like, God, oh, stop growing, dude. Stay little. Stay little, man. Like, I, I, I squeeze his little body and he I like, know. and he's. Uh, okay, don't make me cry, I'm hormonal. <laughs> Trying to make you cry. I'm trying to get ratings, honey. And if you cry, we get we get oh ratings. Oh my god, it's gonna happen, I'm sure. So we wanted to talk about that. We wanted to talk about Fourth of July. Yeah. Oh, and then, oh my gosh, I forgot to talk about this. Huh? When I went to Home Depot. <laughs> You didn't Guys. tell me the whole story. Well, okay, first of you, all. You did say you're going to miss living so close to Home Depot. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Our old house is like a block from Home Depot. I can whip in, whip out. I get what I need. I you say hi to... You don't have to go to Home Depot. I say hi to Pollito. Hey, dude. There's this guy. His name is Pollito. I call him Pollito because... He's like an SNL character. Oh, my God. If you, you go to the New Braunfels Home but you Depot, you'll know him. exactly you guys who we're can talking picture about. Him. He's the best employee. Well, there's two great employees at Home Depot that always take, always take care of us. Um, and so, <laughs> Pollito, I'm gonna, I'm gonna describe him for you so you, you can, you're gonna know this guy. 60s, 98 pounds, okay, four, five foot three, <laughs> pencil mustache. Cause you can't make him taller than okay. you, right? He's gonna no, he's be little, five foot three, cause he can't be taller than you. We, we were gonna go this whole episode <laughs> without you. Without making a short joke? Without you insulting me. <laughs> Okay, without you, he's funny and short. Your type. Yeah, <laughs> I like him. Type? I like him to have a little meat on the bones, little baby. Big daddy. Anyway, pencil mustache, right? Jet black hair, comb straight back. You know that. You Definitely know that. Definitely die. We all know that Mexican dude, right? And hey, dude, he talks like this. Hey, bro. Hey, bro. Hey, dude. He's got the cutest little voice. That's why uh, yeah, he he talks like, the perfect he name talk, for Hey, him. what's going on, dude? Right? So I always say hi to him. I always have to go visit Poito. And uh, oh, he always tries taking pictures of me. Like he's like, hey, bro, I'm going to send it to my family that I know you, bro. Let me take a picture, dude. Right? And he pulls out this freaking. <laughs> dude, he has a flip phone. A straight up, like, flip phone. <laughs> Hey, bro. I'm like, dude, draw a picture. <laughs> it's going to be better than that bullshit, right? But every time I'm like, hey, bro, so they can see you come visit me, dude. Come on, dude, right? So I call him Poito because, like, he, I'm walking through Home Depot, and he's like, oh, my God, Steve Trevino, right? And I'm like, hey, man, how you doing, right? Hey, dude, can I help you, dude? And I go, I go yeah, man. I go, uh, I'm actually getting... Um, I'm gonna paint the house, so I need five gallons. He's like, "Oh, well, what are you trying to paint, bro?" And I'm like, uh, "Well, I don't know. Do I need to get the, you know, the, the kills? Or I don't know, bro. Okay, bro. This is this is the paint you want. Okay, dog. Right." So he gets the five gallon bucket and he picks it up. Right? <laughs> it weighs more than him. Dude, it weighs more than him. He's a freaking he's 98 pounds. He, he picks it up. He picks it up and goes, hey, bro, 68 years old, bro, and I'm all bien pollito, bro. <laughs> right, I'm real chicken, right? Uh, hey, the young guys, they can't do it, bro. And he's like doing it over and over. Look, bro, the little, the young guys, they see me, they go, how do you do it? I go, I go like that, right? Dude, it's, the, it's the funniest thing ever. So, <laughs> what we oh, so I go to Home Depot. I go to Home Depot and I need to buy boxes. I need to buy boxes so that we can pack up. All our crap. All our crap. Okay, first of all, the wind is like 18 miles an hour. 
So I put them in the I put them in the the basket, and I'm going out, and the wind takes one box, and I'm like, oh crap. So then I go and grab that box, and then I turn around, and then the other box is like <laughs> launching in the air, and I got that one, and then this one's about to go, so I'm grabbing this one, and then I'm carrying them, and I'm like, I'm like getting blown by the thing, and I can't hold on to one, so then another one takes off, and this man was like, hey, uh, hey man, you need help? And my pride, my man pride was like, I'm good, bro. I got this. If Poito can pick up, I got this. Right? I got cardboard. I can handle cardboard. Dude, I have all this. And I just, and I, I, I'm still struggling. And the dude's just looking at me like, are you sure you don't want help? Right? And I'm like, I'm good. I'm, I got this. But I mean, freaking boxes were everywhere. I finally got him in the truck. You came and home and you were sweating. I'm like drenched in Your sweat. Your tank top was all wet. I'm like, oh my gosh, dude, this freaking four boxes ate my lunch out there. <laughs> and I was so embarrassed. I came home to tell you and you were like, you're an idiot. Just get the help. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So there's that. And then you wanted to talk about one other thing on this podcast today. I did? Yes, you did. What did I want to talk about? Check your list. You had all these stuff on your list, and you were like, "I want this to talk about." No, I, I think that's it. I want to talk about this, and I'm hormonal, I and it. I cry. That I, yeah, that I'm hormonal. But you weren't like this with Garrett. I was a little, but I was. I didn't get sick with Garrett. I didn't get sick with Garrett like I did with this one. I well, I look. I remember you being preggers with Garrett and it was like night and day. Yeah. Which by the way, I can already tell the difference in the way that we're acting for baby number one versus baby number two. How so? Well, baby number one, we'd, <laughs> we'd be in, in bed at night with our cell phones. This is what happens at week 14. At week 14, the baby will be looking like an apple. No, It'll you, be the no, size you, of... You had the app on your phone, too. I put the app on my phone again, but I read through it with Garrett to kind of, like, at night when I'm putting him to bed, I'll tell him the baby, you know, has ears now and can hear us and stuff like that. Just right, so, so we were all like... We, but in the first one, we were... We were both reading it together. I'm, yeah. dude, I'm over there painting the, the, the room and adding those stupid... Oh, my God, remember that stupid... The decals on his wall. Oh, my God. Holy cow, God. don't I, I ever just, order decals for your child's wall from China because they go the That was almost as bad as his playground. Through. Oh my gosh, All dude. the tiny little pieces and no instructions. She wants a decal sticker that goes on the wall and it's supposed to be a tree and the de- the tree and there's it, like three deer there was and three birds. deer and and, <laughs> and the bird itself is like five pieces well, i get this thing and each individual leaf <laughs> every leaf i had to stick i'm sweating my ass off she'd come in and be like oh this looks hard and then she would leave Eight hours to put this dumb tree oh i think it took longer than that on the wall for a infant <laughs> that's never gonna see it he saw it he had eyeballs but we're not going to the class this time no no class no class time. no way we're going to the class no I you won't get you, it i won't put you through that no again. yoga ball well no oh my god <laughs> tell me that you're gonna get the epidural right away 
No, I said I, I'm not. I'm not committing to anything this go round. But we will I, go with the flow. I, I remember. I mean, we might have a parking lot baby. A parking lot baby. Well, I remember last time we were pregnant with Garrett. I was so paranoid because you were on the road and your mom was with me, but your mom couldn't drive around LA. So I just kept telling everyone, I'm going to have an Uber baby. I know it. Cocksucker motherfuckers. <laughs> but the breastfeeding. Oh, God. Yeah, that was hard. That was really hard. The first time around with Garrett, I really wanted to breastfeed and I super struggled with it and it mentally was a mess for me. There's something about, just like you you say you have pride, like as a man being able to provide for your family, as a mother not being able to provide your child with food when it seems like such a basic human thing to be able to do. And in California, you know, California's That's where we were very, living in California. Yes, so when we had Garrett, we were living in California. And I feel like there, it's much more, I don't want to say hippy-dippy because that sounds so generic, but... Um, the hospital we were at was like a baby wise hospital. And so they really push breastfeeding in order to get that accreditation to the point where they won't offer you a bottle. They won't offer you a breast pump. Like they really- They want you to- They want you to to breastfeed and they push that so that they can keep their accreditation. He was crying so much and we didn't know why he was crying and we didn't realize that he wasn't being fed. Right. And it was so heartbreaking for us because we we took him in and they're like, this child is losing weight. I blamed myself because I thought we were traveling all the time. I had a pump in the car and I was trying to pump. And I just felt like it was our crazy, hectic lifestyle that was contributing to me not being able to produce milk. And so then finally, I think we came to Texas and stayed for a bit for the holidays. And I I like mentally had to pretty much lock myself in my parents' house and say, I'm just going to try and feed this kid for six weeks and not leave the house and stay in my pajamas. Oh, you were like so that I, baking I cookies? Lactation cookies, yeah. I just felt like I had to give it my all. And and I, I just wish a nurse had said, you know what, some people can't and that's okay, you know? And I went to the lactation class and she just kept, oh, pump and put it in a vial and feed him through this little straw attached to your nipple. And like, they just kept pushing and pushing and pushing the breastfeeding and it it wasn't in the cards for me the first go round. Well, what was hard for me too is, you know, I desperately, you were so tired. Yeah. And so worn out, right? And I like, I don't have milk in my titties. <laughs> so when I would, when he would be crying, I'd be like, uh, hey, like I'd have to wake her up and be like, you gotta do something. Yeah. So I felt, I was like, let's just go to formula. Yeah. And let's do the formula so that at least I can I can take the next two feedings. Yeah. You can sleep. You weren't sleeping at all. And then to find out that the reason you weren't sleeping at all was because the baby wasn't eating. Well, both. I was so feeding him of, and then I have our, to pump immediately after I fed right. him to get nothing anyway. Like. And then instead of, you know, the baby eating, sleeping two, two and a half hours, eating again... Every 45 minutes, he'd wake up like, hey. Give me some more. I need some titty. Yeah. You know, so. Oh, but it made me so sympathetic. After that, I had a girlfriend who went through a similar struggle and like watching her just beat herself up for the same reason. It was just like, it was heartbreaking too to see another woman go through that. That's so hard. So even like, even in the grocery store, when I run into a woman and you can see her like crying in the formula aisle, I would be like, it's okay. It's okay. I promise. But I mean, no, I I think it goes back to kind of the conversation we were having about 
miscarriage, how nobody talks about it, right? And you don't know. Yeah. And I think this is one of those where well, it's like... Well, they because te- they say that... A- I mean, I felt like when I was going through it at the time and I was reading about breastfeeding, they were like, you know, the the not producing enough milk is a very um, small percentage of women. Like, I just kept hearing that. Just stick it out for six weeks. Stick it out for six weeks and it'll it'll get better. And it's like, there's a lot of us women who stick it out past that six weeks and it doesn't get better. And like, we're meant, you're already hormonal and, and all of that. And it's like... You're already full, Karen. Yes, absolutely. And someone should tell those women that that's okay too. No, it is okay. And and that takes me to, you know, what are we going to do with baby number two? I certainly will not beat myself. I, I want to attempt to breastfeed again. And I think I sort of have an idea of steps I'd like to take to hopefully have a better outcome the second go around. But I'm also not going to beat myself up about it. I don't think you should. And I mean, you know, I did, you know, you do the research too, and formula is not like it used to be. Sure. Right? The formula is a lot better now. Scientifically. However, they say that when you breastfeed, you give them like antibodies. So, antibodies, immune immune system, you know, that kind of thing. And Garrett doesn't get sick much at all. No. You know, Garrett's been. Just his bug bites, he swells up. Well, because he's like me, right? He's a freaking allergic to everything like me. Which he's so sweet about. He's like, Dad, I'm sorry you're allergic to shrimp. <laughs> I that, Dad, I'm and sorry. Coconut. You know, I, I had um, four back surgeries, so I have this huge scar on my back. I call it your extended butt crack. That's my extended butt crack. <laughs> well, I mean, if we're going to go there. <laughs> so there's the... Uh, it's did you get that? like an extended butt crack. Did you get the extended butt crack? Oh, I don't know if anyone wants um, to see that. There's probably hair coming but, out of there, too. <laughs> Oh, okay, babe. Oh, the middle cam. You're welcome. (laughs) Perfect. Um, But I have this huge scar, and and Garrett's such a sweet kid because he'll he'll rub it and he'll go, Dad, I'm sorry you hurt your back. I'm sorry. I'm gonna pray for you. That's what Garrett says. I'm gonna I'm gonna pray that your 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 back's gonna feel better. So see, we're doing good. Yeah. We got a good kid. We do. We got a good. I'm do, we're doing a above average job. Yeah, check back. Say. Check back in in a year. <laughs> but I will say it's you know you do realize that there's a different you know level of what am I looking for here? A different level of lifestyle that our son is living compared to the lifestyle that I lived. Oh, for sure. He's living a lifestyle like you lived, where you know it was you get to go to camp. And you get to do this, and yeah. you get to do this, and you have access to more things. You have. Um, oh well, we talk about how we take him when we're when we're traveling. We take him to children's museums all the time, and aquariums, and you know, yeah, science museums, science centers. And yeah, I mean, so you know, I always talk about you know after summertime, your first days of school, they go, okay, everybody's gonna get to talk about. What Where they, they did for the summer, and I remember those kids that were, you know, I went to Disney, and I went here, and I went here, and we went to my grandma's cabin in Colorado, and we, you know, <laughs> and I'm sitting there like, well, I went to grandma's house where there was no AC, you know, where yeah. me and Tim would get dropped off. Grandma didn't have AC in the summer. We did whatever we wanted to do around town, but, but. 
I also think it's very important for people to realize sometimes less is more. You give your kid less so that they get more out of it. Yeah. Having less, and we're very- At the same time, you're still the man who goes to the movies and is like, I need the large popcorn, I need the large soda, I want that candy, that candy, that candy. The movies? Well, when we Who goes to, go- to the movies? <laughs> no, right? <laughs> When's the last time you've been to the movies? It's Good Lord. But you cannot go to a movie without stocking up at the concession because stand. Because I heard no. As a kid, you told me. Constantly. Because I'm like, why do I always got to get something from the concession stand? I can put M&Ms in my purse. We were the, <laughs> we were the family that like mom would have a Coke <laughs> in her purse, a little, a little bag of pickles, <laughs> right? Mom would have the microwave popcorn. And I'm like, ma, everybody can smell, but like, <laughs> And then, you know, she'd, pow, she'd pop the can open. And I'm like, ma, like everybody can hear. But dad was the type that was like, no, no. We go to a baseball game. There was no icy, but I do that to Garrett. Yeah. Garrett is not, when we leave a store, Garrett does not leave with something. Yeah. And there's a yeah, lot yeah. of, there's a lot of parents. Every time they leave the store, the kid's leaving with a candy or a car Oh, you know, yeah. a little matchbox car, something, and it's but like. But every time he gets to go to the movies, he gets his little snack pack. He does get his little <laughs> snack pack, but I also, I also feel very strongly that experiences are worth more than things. Yes, we've talked you know, about that, and yeah. we always tell Garrett that. Yeah. We always tell Garrett that, look, dude, you, you, you get to do things. It's not cheap to for a family to go to the aquarium, but. Right, we go to we Legoland back in the day before the Rona. Twice a year, we go to San Diego, we go to all these places. So no, no toy for you. Yeah. No toy for you, no candy bar for you, no, you know, when we leave a store and I see kids like losing their shit because mommy and daddy aren't buying them a candy. Right. And then they end up giving in and giving it to them. And I'm like, your kid's gonna be a dick. Yeah. Your kid needs to know. And Garrett knows no. Well, now he has his little man wallet with his money in it. So Dude, he can decide all... if he wants to buy it or not. He is so much like your dad. He loves money. <laughs> Renee's dad loves money. <laughs> loves it. Holds on to it. Wants to build it. Like, everything is money. And Garrett, and I, I don't care. I could care less about money. Money to me is nothing. Which, by the way, going to clothes. Yeah. I never, growing up, dad never bought me. Dad always, every year, here's a here's three pairs of jeans. Mm-hmm. You can have boots. And he would say, you want lace-up or pull-up and T-shirts. New T-shirts. But he wouldn't spend a lot of money. And it was Levi's or Wranglers. There was no... Z Cavaricis, there was no Jabos, there's no Lucky Brand. Dad was like, Levi's, Wranglers, pull-ups, or lace-ups, what do you want? And that was my school clothes, and I remember telling Dad, like, hey man, I want the Jordans, I want, you know, the uh, the, the Z Cavaricis, and you know, and Dad yeah. would go, look man, clothes don't make a man, a man makes the man. The man that you are inside and that stuck with you because you're wearing the same tank top. <laughs> My clothes doesn't make me. But, I, but, but it also made me not care about money. It also made me not, not, not put, 
And I'm not saying I mean, that's interesting that it affected you that way, to be honest, because I feel like that one could have gone a bunch of different ways. Like how? I mean, it could make you, because your dad was such a hard ass about it, it could have made you someone who money was really important to, you know? No, but but it... it who it, worked and saved constantly and... But it, it gave me drive, right? It made yeah. me go... Well, what, what the, the crazy part is it made me go, I'm going to grow up, I'm going to make money, I'm going to get the Jordans. And then I grew up with the drive to make the money, and then I don't want the Jordans. And I don't need the Jordans, and I don't need the fancy shoes, and I don't need the fancy clothes. Yeah. You know, but I but it gave me the drive to have the money to go if I want those things. Yes, I'll, I'll buy go the get expensive them. bottle of wine. Yeah, I'll <laughs> buy an expensive bottle of wine because I'm a wino and I and I have developed a taste for wine. Not a taste for tank tops, but a taste for wine. But but I will spend two hundred and fifty dollars on a meal in Vegas, but I won't go spend two hundred and fifty dollars on a shirt. Yeah. Or jeans. Yeah. Or shoes. You know, because dad, and I want I want Garrett to have that. I think so many kids nowadays, they, they identify themselves by the clothes that they wear, the haircuts that they have, and I get it, because when you... Yeah, you. I mean, you and I go back, on, back and forth on the kids thing, because I feel like, for me, I went to school and I wore purple pleather pants. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it was a, it was like a sign of expression, as opposed to doing drugs or getting my body tattooed and pierced, I wore purple pants. Like, that was my thing. And I feel like that's a very simple, easy thing. And I'm cool with that as a parent. Yeah, but but I also, I, for a girl, if we have a girl, my son's not wearing purple pants. No, I wasn't suggesting that. But I am just saying the idea of clothing as self-expression, I am all for. Yeah, I'm okay with that. And, and, and all I'm saying when, is that when, by your dad saying you can only have these three pair of jeans, you can only wear these kind of boots. That's how I'm going to be with he Garrett. He didn't really allow for that. No. Uh, well, Garrett, guess what, guy? Get a job. Pay your own bills. You can do whatever you want. That's what daddy used to tell me. So guess what I did? By the time I was 16 years old, I was paying my own bills. I was paying for my own car, paying my own insurance. Had a, had a pager, paid for my beeper. Had a beeper. Had a beeper. But dad would tell me, you want to you wanna wear those clothes? Go to work. You want to do what you want to do? Go to work. Pay your own bills. And I'm going to be the same way with Garrett. Hey, How guy. old were you when you got your first tattoo? 18. 18. But Garrett asks about that all the time. Dad, can I get a tattoo? Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, dude, when, when you are paying your own bills. <laughs> I love that you're having this conversation with a four and a half year old. You can have, but no, but he needs to know that. When you're paying your own bills, you can get a tattoo. Which, by the way, I, I wear these tattoos as an expression of myself uh, because of all the things And all I'm that saying is clothes are much less of a commitment. I think we might need to re rethink this one. No, well, I didn't get a tattoo until I was 18. I was on my own. I was paying my well, own bills. Well, maybe if you'd been allowed to wear purple pleather pants when you were 16, you wouldn't have gotten tattoos. Purple pleather? I'm, I'm kidding. Do you really I'm think kidding. at 16 I was like, I need purple... <laughs> Pleather you know pants. what I mean. My balls sweat already. <laughs> you think I need purple pleather pants? So anyway, look, I, I think when it comes to raising our kid and, and if I get a little girl, though, then it's on you because I'm going to spoil the crap. <laughs> 
out of her. I'm, I might catch hell for it. I might, as, you know, some of the fans might be like, Steve, you're sexist, and why would you treat your daughter different than your son? Well, they're, di they're different. My little girl, you're going to have to be the disciplinarian with my little girl. I feel like if I... If we have a girl. No, I don't I know what like we're having. I feel like with Garrett, but... I discipline. I have to, because, and I've said this to you before, I have to because you go on the road and sometimes it's just he and I. So I have to set my foot down with him too. By the way, we've never spanked our son. <laughs> no, only because I told you a long time ago, that kid acts just like us. And if we spank him, I swear my child will be the kid who goes to daycare and spanks another kid. He does, he does and, I, and I, <laughs> I feel bad because, and I've, I've fixed my behavior, but I love your shitter. You have a nice ass. And I am a... <laughs> I am an ass man. This conversation was going. No, we totally I'm, a, I'm an ass man. I am an ass man. And, oh, really? And anytime I walk by Renee and she's bending over doing dishes or doing something, and that ass just looks perfect, I, I, I gotta grab. I gotta take a little. You know what I mean? It's my wife in my home. I gotta grab a little something. You know what I mean? And uh, I didn't realize that but, he's watching everything. No, remember Garrett at daycare? Oh, yes. He bites a girl, one of the teachers, yes. in the butt. He bit a teacher in the butt. But, but in his defense, it was the teacher with the nicest ass. Well, if if we lined it was like the young, it was like the youngest teacher at the school. And if we lined up all the teachers at the daycare and we said, okay, which teacher do you think is the prettiest? That's the butt he bit. And I, I was like, oh my gosh, man, I gotta stop grabbing my wife's butt in front of him because I don't want him to do that. And they were so sweet about it. They weren't going to tell us. They were, because normally when a kid bites another kid, they have to write like an accident report. But he never bit another kid. <laughs> he just bit the teacher's butt. And I felt, <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh. Like, so that's another thing as a parent that and you she have. she was so sweet. She's like, well, I guess it was kind of in his face. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but <laughs> she did say that. Um, but I, you know, I think that that you you learn all these things as a parent for the first time. That yeah, we're definitely going to treat the second one different. I, look, I I'm learning. I didn't know that my habits he picks up right. So I have to watch even more so. Even though I was watching what I do, yeah. Even more so, you know. That me saying shut your mouth to you was actually going to come out of his mouth and he was going to say it to me. I'm glad you admitted that you also have a problem. <laughs> that you too have a problem. Good episode. We might have yeah. to cut it into... It was long today. Yeah, we might have and to cut it was, into... Someone already commented. I saw someone commented on YouTube. They said, I love the podcast, but these are long. Like if they were in little clips, I could share them. So I let them know they are in little clips and the little clips are all on Steve's well, Facebook and there's a few on his YouTube. Well, and I, and I don't think people quite understand what podcasting is. Yeah. And I think that they think that it's going to be my standup. Well, it's not my standup. This is not my standup. This is me and my wife having real conversations about our life our opinions you're more than welcome to to you know listen join in on the conversation you know send us messages whether you agree or disagree but please understand that this is you know we don't come in here going oh my god this has to be an hour or 45 minutes of funny yeah this is us sitting down having a conversation 
It's a different platform. It's a different platform. It's not stand-up. Now, uh, if you are a fan of just my stand-up and not the podcast, that's okay. Watch the stand-up. But if you're, you know, a lot of people, man, we love the podcast just as much as we love the stand-up. Yeah. You know, but it's definitely its own thing. Um, it's very conversational. It's not meant to be funny, even though at times it is funny. Um, but I want to let people know that if they want to send us something, if you guys want us to talk about something on the podcast, um, the contact form on Steve's website is a great way to do that. They can shoot us an email through that um, with a topic they want us to talk about or a question they have, and we're happy to talk about it on air. But more importantly, share the podcast, right? If there's if there's oh, a couple I, out there... Oh. I didn't tell you this. No, no, I'm sorry. I didn't tell you this, but we, we had um, a friend from back home who was also a small business owner, and he was so, so sweet, and he said, I, he actually said, I'm sending this message to you and not Steve because I know he's a very prideful man. He said, but I just wanted to check in and see coronavirus. I know shows are getting canceled and going crazy. And he said, Steve has done so many benefits and fundraisers for other people and other causes. Could we do something for you guys? And I told him, I said, thank you so much. We're in a really good place. I said, but not just us, but other artists. So people know us and other artists, all you have to do is it doesn't cost any money, but just hit the subscribe button, like, like one of your videos or the podcast or whatever and share it. But just by hitting like and subscribe and commenting, that it helps. helps us. That yeah. helps us. And it doesn't cost anything. Well, we don't have sponsors for this podcast yet, <laughs> except for Miss Dora. Um, yeah. Mom was she so excited. She said she sold some eyelashes. Mom, oh my God, Mom was like, fucking shit, I sold some eyelashes. <laughs> Mijo, I sold eyelashes. She was so excited. So Dora Peña on Facebook, she is selling her eyelashes. She was so excited. She is our sponsor. Um, by Foxy her. Lady Eyes by Dora. I think is that that's what, what it is? Foxy, I think that's what it is. Foxy I hope I'm not Lady screwing it up. by Dora. Hit her up on Facebook. She freaking loves it. My mom is a star. She's a beautiful woman. Yes. She would talk, she'll talk to you for hours. Please buy her eyelashes. She is our sponsor because uh, we love her so much. And, and, and I just love seeing how happy and excited. Mijo. Uh-huh. They hit me up. <laughs> I got sold, I don't know, four or five. I don't know. <laughs> Fucking shit. I told Arthur. I told Arthur I'm going to make a business of the eyelashes. She gets mad because my mom definitely is one of those uh, uh, Mexican-American women that the CHs and the... The shares? You know, yeah. Hey, tell them to chair. Right? Tell them to chair my page. They can chair it. And I'm like, Mom, it's share. Oh, shut up. You know I can't say it right. <laughs> shut up. Don't make fun of me. So she, Mom is very excited. So please uh, make sure you go to Dora Peña on Facebook. And, and just hit up uh, Captain Evil over here. She'll give you the link yeah. to um, her stuff. But where can they find you? Uh, I am at I am Renee with an A on Instagram and Renee Smith Trevino on Facebook. And you're not on TikTok yet. I made one. I'm losing it, dude. I love it. I just, I'm, I just I'm on TikTok. next to you and watch yours. No, she creeps my TikTok. She creeps. <laughs> dude, she won't get on it, but she creeps it. Well, go back to that one. Go back. There's some really good ones. It's great. And yeah. then people are doing my bits. I just think it's funny um, that you and I like didn't even know what TikTok was. And then all of a sudden we get on and you are a TikTok. <laughs> yeah, people were like, that's how we found out about. Well, I mean, we kind of knew about TikTok because all the, my nieces were, you know, they were, Constantly doing. I just the, thought it was a uh, little girls do dance dance moves. Here's what I'm learning. Okay, 
the the age group for TikTok is 16 and under uh-huh. and 60 and over. 60 and over? Yeah, there's like old people and young people and... Really? But I... I I'm, that can't be right. Uh, that's just my baby dog. Oh my God, That's Garrett. just my baby dog. <laughs> Our kid just that's keeps just singing my baby that song. Um, so we are on TikTok. Please take my bits. Please, what do they call it? Pantomime them? Yes. Because that's how we found out that we should be on TikTok because... All of a sudden, all these people were sending me messages going, you're a TikTok. You're a TikTok. And I'm like, what are you talking There's about? There's some really good ones. And, then, and what was really cool was that, you're, you know, we're finding new fans because they're doing my bits not knowing. That there's a whole special? Th- th- who I am. Yeah. That one girl that has, uh, she has like 300,000 followers. The one that did it real good. The one that you love. The one with the rollers. Yeah, the rollers. And the ab, the husband with the ab. Yes. Yeah. She didn't even know who I was. Oh, I wish we knew her name. I forget her name, but I reached out to her, uh-huh. and I had to tell her, like, oh my gosh, thank you. And she was like, I didn't even know who this is. <laughs> she was like, you're great. That's so good. And I'm like, awesome. But you're getting, you know, you get these new fans. Yeah. And it's exciting. I mean, again, we are so humbled every day. We get so many great messages from you guys, and just so that everybody knows. And we get hit up, for, and we try to read and respond to every message and we get hit up probably anywhere between five to ten times a day people asking us to support their charity oh nurses to, on strike and hospitals that money. need masks i got asked and i was like I, it's hard to know the best way to help so in the beginning you know i would truly you know if i could send 50 bucks to their cause i would or 100 bucks or if i could you know repost it um, on my fan page or whatever I would and then it got to the point where it was just it was it has become overwhelming so, so we decided to get involved with my friend Jake and Helicopters for Heroes so now I spend all my fundraising efforts for Helicopters for Heroes which by the way helicoptersforheroes.org um, so those of you that are hitting me up please understand that I love you we, we, we appreciate your cause and, and we're happy that you think of us um, but it's so hard because, I mean, here's one that we got today on the way up here um, from our friends in, in Canada, yeah. um, Tim, and we replied to him right away, and, you know, he just said, I understand, you know, thank you, um, ever dealt with uh, or seen racism or inequality, uh, could you use our hashtag? So that's what they asked, and the hashtag is I have movement is the hashtag hashtag i have movement so um use that hashtag uh, for racial equality um but we we truly want you guys to know that we love you and we care about every cause and recently i got this beautiful message um from a woman about her autism her her autism fundraiser Mm -hmm. and every once in a while i'm like okay i'm gonna push that one yeah. You know, so we put it out there, and, yeah. and I know that you know I have cousins, relatives who have children with autism. Um, I was lucky enough to do the uh, Fullerton Cares um, fundraiser mm-hmm. for autism, and I learned there a lot about autism. And I just thought, you know what, I'm going to share that one. So you know, because I think there's a lot of mommies and daddies out there that have kids with autism. You know, and I think that we forget how lucky and blessed we are to have a healthy child. Not that yeah. somebody with autism is not healthy, 
um, but it's definitely something that is um, that parents have to uh, a disability you have to overcome overcome and, and work with so uh, but we love you all we do have to go I think this episode is going to be a two-parter <laughs> We went it was forever. a long one, and we were like, "Are we going to have anything to talk about?" Well, Are we Brooklyn have was enough? here, and I wanted to impress Brooklyn, the intern. She's from Pasadena, um, Texas. So all of you that are like, "Brooklyn ain't going to be shit when she grows up," well, she's helping us in Austin, Texas. Shout out to Brooklyn. So, uh, Rick, we're done. We're out. Um, we love you guys. Tune in um, to our podcast.